Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Big NFL weekend coming up, kicked off by, on paper, what looked like one of the um, worst Thursday night Amazon uh, games. Turned out to be a little bit more entertaining than people thought. The Patriots won last night, for those of you that didn't watch it, 21-18. to The Steelers could not make a fourth and short uh, to save their life. The game went way over the total, 39 points in a game that had a 30-over-under Total and the Patriots finally won one of these low-scoring games. Uh, Eric Edholm does such a great job for NFL.com. He joins us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. You can follow Eric on Twitter at Eric underscore Edholm. So I'm going to just pick up where we actually just left off uh, as a show, and that is talking about Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick. First of all, real quickly, Mike Tomlin's going to be a Hall of Fame coach, right? I think so. I think so. I mean, you know, historic franchise, strong winning percentage, the, you know, the lack of losing seasons to this point, never been worse than than 8-8, eight and eight. Um, you know, one Super Bowl title. Uh, I mean, it. It's adding up, you know, and I think he's got a lot of years left, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, didn't even really mention, and that's a really good point, about the years that he has left. I mean, I just look at it, you know, we had two coaches here. um, This, you know, Washington wasn't where they made their name, but Marty Schottenheimer and Mike Shanahan, both of whom I think you can make great cases should be in the Hall of Fame, and they're not, you know, and 
Tomlin won a Super Bowl. Marty didn't. Marty had, you know, d- disastrous results in the postseason, but as a right. regular season coach, one of the best ever. And I'm still kind of very surprised that Mike's not in the Hall of Fame. The two Super Bowl wins, but more importantly, Eric, one of the real offensive innovators that you still see his imprint on the game in so many ways today. No question. Now, granted, that was from the, the Bill Walsh tree or whatever, but he took yes. it and he evolved it. And the, the run game, I think, was was really what sort of became his legacy. You think about John Elway and Rod Smith and throwing the football down the field and everything. But, you know, that run game is used today, including by his son, right, and, and very other, various other acolytes who've uh, branched off from his tree in the past. And, you know, I, I, I think Kyle's success, if he, you know, continues winning games and, and maybe one day wins the Super Bowl, will help his dad. Whether that should help or not, probably shouldn't. But – then again, you know, he helped create another generation of, of genius football minds. So I'm with you. I think, you know, some of these coaches get dinged for not having the ring when they've had incredible lifetime success and, and you know, more successful years than not, I think, should, should still get consideration for the Hall. Yeah, I mean, I just think about, you know, that zone run scheme, and I know Alex Gibbs had a lot to do with that, sure. along with Mike. Yeah. But the backs, you know, you know, not Trell Davis, sixth rounder. You know, you had guys like you know, um, uh, uh, Alandis Gary and right. uh, Mike Anderson and yep. Tatum Bell. You know, I mean, it, we, they could Alfred Morris here. You know, as a sixth yep. rounder. Great point. Uh, yeah, just amazing. Um, yeah, Tomlin's an interesting case. So, with respect to both of them, uh, I'm sorry, with respect to Mike Tomlin first, uh, I'll get to Belichick a second. Do you think there's a chance he's not back in Pittsburgh next year? It was funny. I hadn't really considered it. Now, obviously, Sunday was a disastrous day, losing to the Cardinals, a uh, 1-2-10 and 10 football team. They followed it up four, four days later. But in between the two games, I was having a conversation with somebody in the business non-media and I said you know we were talking about Pittsburgh and you know what what they're doing and what's struggling what's going on the guy's actually from Pittsburgh and he said you know I wouldn't you know are you I don't he just sort of made reference to the fact that Tomlin's on the hot seat and I went wait wait hold on what it's not something I had really thought of prior to that conversation on Tuesday now you look at Sunday's loss at home to a two and ten team Thursday's loss at home to a two and ten team We'd already had this suspicion about them being a kind of a smoke and mirrors team, given the fact that they've been, you know, outscored by a spate of points. And some of these wins felt a little, a little curious or luck, not curious, they just lucky, I guess. And, oh, by the way, they're starting quarterbacks out. So, yeah, I mean, you add all that up and the suspicion is growing, but does that cost him his job, a place where he's been you know, kind of minted as somewhat of a legend. I know fans have been kind of grumbling for years there. They're they're tough to please. I don't know that there's an obvious replacement that would stand up to the, the heft of the name of Mike Tomlin. Maybe it's someone young and they just go in the direction they went almost 20 years ago when they hired Mike, you know. So who knows? I I, I got the sense that ownership may have been involved in the, in the Matt Canada decision so that kind of gives a window into their thinking of right well you know they can they can do whatever they want so it's possible 
Yeah, look, it's been 17 years. I mean, it's been one yeah. hell of a run. Things don't last forever, and they have not won a playoff game there since 2016. So you're you're now you yeah. know approaching, and it doesn't look like they're going to win one this year either. <laughs> uh, at this point, after losing back to back to the Cardinals and the Patriots um, over the last five days, um, what about Bill? What about Belichick? Is he gone? And and if so, does he continue to coach? And then where? Yeah, I mean, I, I, good question. I think he's gonna. I think he will, he will have opportunities to coach if he wants to. He'll have an opportunity to to go to the media. Don't laugh. That I've still been told by people who have, you know, who know what Bill's thinking is that yeah, he's probably gonna coach until the wheels come off. But there's there's, he still likes being a historian of the game. So or you know, a, kind of a, a commentator on the game. And so. That, that's still a possibility. I don't think that's next year. But, yeah, I mean, I last night doesn't change anything for me. I, I still think there's a, a better chance than not that we're seeing Bill coach elsewhere next year. I'm, I'm just curious what the, the mechanism or, you know, what the, the mechanics behind it are. Is, is this going to be a Bill Belichick 2000 situation where there's a protracted argument between ownership and – um, and coach, and he eventually gets traded for some kind of compensation. Do, does Robert Kraft just wipe his hands of this and say, all right, the last five, six years have been, you know, we, yes, we won Super Bowls on the front end of that, but it's been rough since then, and this relationship has, has deteriorated. I'm just going to do you a solid and, and pay you your last year and get you out. Or, you know, we'll settle somehow and you go wherever you want. Why, why Eric, would, would no. it require a trade? Like, it's not – if Kraft wants to move on, why would it require yeah. a trade? Why would somebody would. have to trade for him? Well, there, he's still under contract for one more year, reportedly. Again, that's, you know, that's, that's what's been out there for a while. Yeah. So, you know, if, if somebody badly wants them, let's say Josh Harris decides – Okay, I understand Bill Belichick's 71. He's not going to coach forever. But I want that guy's mind in the building when we're rebuilding things. Again, I'm just spitballing here. I don't know that for, you know, for any reporting fact or anything. But just for, for the opportunity to, you know, to lay it out. You know, Annapolis guy, I could see it possibly working. Ties to the NFC East. You know, maybe there's some kind of allure for Bill and the idea of starting over. Maybe like Lombardi did, right, in 73. So I don't know if that's – at all in Bill's thinking, but you know, could you see it where he has a plan in place to hand over the reins to somebody else, a la you know, Jared Mayo in New England? It could happen. I mean, I don't know whether Kraft is going to say I really want a second round pick back and I'm going to dig my heels in or I'm just going to cut bait and say, good luck, Bill. We'll see you whenever we see you. I don't know, but you know, when you mentioned, by the way, the, the media possibility, I, I, I was reminded of that, you know, that uh, your your network, NFL Network, when they did yeah. the top 100 of all time, he was great, great. on that show, you know. Yeah, and he had so much more personality than we've ever seen as he was talking about some of the greats of the game. Um, that's yeah. interesting. Where would you, let's just say, you know, Chargers, Washington, which is a given, Carolina, potentially Chicago, New England, um, Vegas. Uh, Give me the order in which you think coaches will view the openings in terms of attractiveness. 
Yeah, and, you know, obviously Carolina has gotten a head start on things, right? They're, they're, they're the first one to, to to kind of open the process up. They went through it a year ago, so they've already interviewed some people. Ben Johnson, who they interviewed last time around and was rumored to be, you know, on that list, somebody you could look at. But I don't think Belichick's an option there. I don't think he and uh, the owner would, would see eye to eye on a lot of stuff, given what we've – some of the reporting on who picked Bryce Young and who didn't and all that. But – so that's going to be a challenge for Carolina. But I tell you what, if Mike Tomlin somehow were available, you know, they would they would throw the mint at him, I think, right? So that's a, there's, there's the Steelers' roots, obviously, in, in the owner's uh, blood and everything. But Washington's still going to be a tough sell for obvious reasons. I, I don't know if there's still, like, the, you know, the, the stink of the, the Snyder era on it. I think most people feel like the – the new ownership is a good thing and headed in the right direction and new stadium and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, they, they still have some challenges. We still don't know if Sam Howell's a franchise QB. We still don't know if um, this defense can be rebuilt in an off season. So, you know, I would put them on the lower end, but not at the bottom. And, you know, again, it depends on what other jobs are open. Um, yeah. It's tough for me to forecast, but you know, it's there's there's always going to be one job that sort of sits at the top, and the rest that all have, you know, sort of. I a, mean, do you think the Chargers, with Justin Herbert sitting there and in incredible facilities, et cetera, that that if it becomes if Brandon Staley's not there, that that becomes the number one opening? They could hire from within if 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 Staley's not there. That's that's been kind of floated out there. Um, obviously, Kellen Moore's probably the highest profile right. guy in the building um if they do go outside the building i think there is some attractiveness sure you got to play the chiefs twice a year but you know they've looked vulnerable this year and yes there are some questions about ownership's commitment to spending you know massive dollars in for agency but then again you know they went out and tried to upgrade with jc jackson and other people in recent years so I don't know. Yeah, the quarterback situation's there. What I've always been told by agents, by other coaches, is that there are a lot of factors in picking a head coach or, you know, picking a team, if you will. Um, the ownership situation and how that coach and front office, I would say, too, how that, that power dynamic is going to work. If you're not like a first-year assistant, if you're a more established coaching candidate, that's where te- that where guys say – this job looks a lot more attractive than this one because of, you know, who runs the team. Right. Uh, We're talking to Eric at home from NFL.com. The one thing that I would just say with respect to Washington, it's uh, Dan's gone. So that's, uh, uh, that's number one. Number two is I think they're going to end up with projected right now, top two available cap space. And they've got five picks in the first three rounds. And it looks like they're going to end up with a top three or top four pick in the draft. So there, there will be an opportunity for somebody to come in and turn it around roster-wise pretty quickly. And especially if you feel like there's something to be salvaged here with, with Sam, right? That, you know, whatever issues he's faced this, this season are, are compounded by the offensive problems, the offensive line, right? I mean, you know, just the I, – I thought there were some, some schematic stuff that, that – you know, Eric's a good coach, but I, I also felt like – you know, there were way too many five-man protections and all that. But anyway, if a new coach were to come in and say, 
I'm willing to give the kid a year, right? We have a veteran backup or we get another one and, and, you know, let's fight it out. And then we can decide. And that would portend maybe some trading down and you get more picks for next year to, you know, to get the possibility of a 2025 first. And then you can decide. If that's the way they go, it's a lot like what the Bears had with a slew of picks, Justin Fields in tow, and and a looming decision to make at some point. Yeah, they're going to have a decision to make. All right, let's talk um, rest of the league a little bit more in detail because there are two massive games this weekend, Buffalo at Kansas City at Arrowhead and then the Sunday Nighter. But I want to just start with this. Right now, do you see anybody that can beat the Niners if they're healthy? Yeah, the way they're playing right now, I don't think so. I mean, it, it's easy to react to, to one game. I know. And say, oh, you <laughs> know, they, they just smash the Eagles. They're going to smash everybody else. Of course, somebody could come beat them, right? We saw three teams in a row beat them. But, you know, Purdy got kind of careless with some throws, especially in the fourth quarter in that little stretch. He's looked like a totally different guy. I don't know if there was a health issue. I don't know if he was just pressing. I don't know if, you know. I mean, they win that game in Cleveland if Moody hits a kick anyway, and they probably yeah, win like the a next week. Yarder, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it, you know, we made too much of that as like a loss, right? Like, they didn't play awfully, but yeah, I mean, defensively they're they're better than they were during that stretch. Now with Chase Young helping, um, Nick Bosa's caught up finally. He had a bad start to the season by his standards. You know, they've lost a few guys, but if that core of that offense stays in. in uh, in in place, Purdy, Trent Williams, and then the four pass catchers slash runners. Good luck. I don't know. That's just that it's for a defensive coordinator's nightmare. So in the NFC, we get Eagles Cowboys. It'll go a long way to deciding the division for sure. Um, which of those two teams would you give a better chance uh, against the 49ers? They got beat 42 to 10 and 42 to 19, respectively. Good point. Uh, yeah. In the two regular season games, but um, who would you give a better chance of of getting to that title game and and winning it? Yeah, I mean the way the Eagles are playing, yeah, it's hard. You know, it's funny. I start to think, okay, well, the Eagles' defense is really struggling now, but it's not like the Cowboys' defense is the same unit it was in September, October either. You know, they've they've lost Diggs. You know, Deron Bland's been great, but he had a really rough game the other night. You know, it's it's there's still a lack of impact. Micah Parsons plays often in the first three quarters. You see him kind of crank it up late. So defensively, I'd be a little bit concerned, but probably less so than Philly. I'm just thinking head-to-head matchups and, you know, kind of the way they're trending. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jalen Hurts, you know, Brown and Smith and those guys are getting Goddard back. It's a dangerous team, no doubt. But I think right now I would probably say Dallas – having had a little more time to absorb that, that that loss in San Fran. It was a pretty close game until Tony Pollard fumbled. I mean, it was a, it was a decent game for about two quarters, and then the wheels kind of came off a little bit, and I think the emotions were a little, a little more than Dallas prepared to handle at that point. That's that's funny because like some like sometimes I say yeah this the, the final score was not actually reflective of the kind kind of game it was but when right. you just said that I don't remember any details of that game other than it was a one sided beat down from the jump but maybe you're right um I don't it, I don't I, I'm, I'm I'm sorry like mid second quarter it turned fast it was like okay competitive game all right Dak came down and scored and then all of a sudden they just turned their lights out it was three possessions and the game was over basically well look Philadelphia dominated the first quarter of the game last weekend 
I mean, they yep. the the Forty Niners had minus six yards in the first quarter and zero points, and then they put up forty two and like four hundred and seventy yards in three quarters, um, which was with this team. yeah, it's crazy how they, they 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 have that ability to just turn it, crank it up really quickly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, we're talking to Eric at home from NFL.com. Who do you like Sunday night and why? You know, it's. I guess I would probably say. I mean, yeah. It's, I, it's fine if you don't have a, a, a definitive uh, hunch on that one. I, I yeah, think it's. So- I think I'm probably leaning Dallas. I, I'm. I'm just. I keep going back yeah. and forth on this thing. I don't. I picked them in, in August to win the Super Bowl. I thought they would have a dominant defense, and I thought Dak would bounce back. And you know, some of that's happened. Some of it hasn't. I don't know that the trust factor is there. If they'd have beaten one or two decent teams, I would have felt. I'd feel a lot better about it. They had their chance against Philly first time around, so I'll pick them with a lower confidence. But I'd probably go Dallas. Uh What's wrong with Kansas City, if you think anything's wrong with them? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a few things. Obviously, the, the, the drop passes. It wasn't an issue against the Raiders, but the two games, you know, on either side of it, just the connection uh, and, the, and the chemistry between Pat Mahomes and his receivers. I mean, we saw it, you know, I think he doesn't trust Sky Moore fully. I think he's starting to trust Rasheed Rice. We obviously know he and Kelsey are, you know, as locked in as anybody, but people are throwing the kitchen sink at him. And offensive line protection hasn't been as good lately. Pat hasn't been as good lately. Some of those balls are coming out fluttering. Like, you know, I get that he throws some passes that don't always pass the eye test, but he gets them there and it works, and you just sort of say, that's Pat. But some of these lately haven't been as sharp. Um, and I just wonder, you know, if there's if there's something else going on. But, yeah, I mean, I just – the, the de- defense had been so lights out for so long, and now they've had a couple games where they've, you know, let some early scores and put them in, you know, two possession holes right out of the back. You know, so it's just not the same formula it was even three or four weeks ago where – okay, you know, the offense starts slowly. They crank it up right before halftime. They get one more second-half TD drive, and they win 27 – or no, sorry, 21 to, you know, 17 or something. But, you know, they're they're not stopping people like they did too. So last one, if we all kind of agree on, on the 49ers out of the NFC and the, and the Chiefs certainly look vulnerable right now, who do you like coming out of the AFC to face San Francisco in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I in my mid-season where you get a Super Bowl re, redo or do-over, I don't know what we right. called it, but I had San Francisco and Baltimore, and this was right after San Fran had lost three in a row, so I, I felt a little better about that, obviously, having seen them win a few games. But, you know, I Baltimore also scares me a little. They've had, like, every fourth game they give you that wait what what happened you know they lost the indian home they lost the, they they let the Steeler, you know off the hook and so they are capable of those games and we haven't seen lamar make that run in january before but i try not to let history just dictate my line of thinking here and they've got a pass rush they have a running game i you know i know the loss to andrews is big but, you know, we've seen OBJ come on. Flowers had a good year. I mean, I, I think they can be trouble for, for some teams in, in the AFC. Great job. Always appreciate your time. Thanks, Eric.
Talk to you yeah. soon. Yeah, have a great weekend, man. Thank you. Yeah. Eric you at me. home, Eric underscore at home on Twitter. Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team980.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.